0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Yes, here we go so grateful. So grateful. I'm Jennifer Hadley and we're talking about A Course of Miracles and this week the topic that I got from Spirit is waking up from the nightmare. Waking from the nightmare. So it's something I'm definitely experiencing and I look forward to what comes forth for us today. So Let's place our hands on our heart. And I'll speak a word of prayer here, a blessing for us. We are grateful to open our minds to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We are grateful to partner up with the Holy Spirit and to remember the truth. We're valuing the truth above everything we've made up. We are grateful to recognize that we are the dreamer of the dream and Our thoughts are the cause, the world is the effect, and we are grateful that we can change our mind and we can go the other way. This is our purpose in gathering together. Two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love for the holy purpose of remembering the truth and being truly helpful. We intend to serve the light, to live the love, to walk the talk, And in gratitude, we share the benefits with our brothers and sisters because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let the healing be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. One of the questions that I frequently get is about what does it mean to awaken? What does that mean? And what is the difference between awakening and enlightenment? I don't know that there's a big difference. But in our awakening, we are recognizing that our thoughts, are causation, and our experience and what we see and feel and think are the effect and that we can realize our mind is the mind of god that we are one with everyone and this is part of our awakening is to remember these things and the reason we've forgotten them is because we chose to forget them along the way we forgot to laugh ...at our opinions, our judgments, our perceptions and projections. And we took them seriously and we made them real in our mind. And that became this illusion that turned into a nightmare. I think that's the best way I can say it succinctly. In uh, There's a section in chapter 28... Section two, it's entitled Reversing Effect and Cause. And Jesus begins with Without a cause, there can be no effects. Without a cause, there can be no effects. In paragraph three, there is a sentence I I really appreciate here. It says The cause of healing is the only cause of everything. And as I often say, love is the healer. Why? Because love is what we are. So we could say the cause of healing is love, which is the only cause of everything. And the next sentence is, it has but one effect. So the cause of healing is the only cause of everything. It has but one effect. And in that recognition, causelessness is given no effects and none is seen. A mind within a body and a world of other bodies, each with separate minds, are your creations, you the other mind creating with effects unlike yourself. And as their father, you must be like them. Next paragraph, nothing at all has happened but that you have put yourself to sleep and dreamed a dream in which you were an alien to yourself and but a part of someone else's dream. The miracle does not awaken you but merely shows you who the dreamer is. It teaches you there is a choice of dreams while you are still asleep, depending on the purpose of your dreaming. Do you wish for dreams of healing or for dreams of death? A dream is like a memory in that it pictures what you wanted shown to you. So, Yes, it is super challenging for most of us to accept that we are the dreamers of the dream, that everything we've invested in is just a dream. And this is why we cling to our attachments, the cravings and the aversions, the things we think we need and the things we think we can't stand All of these attachments are why we are not willing to see that we're the dreamer of the dream and that this is an illusion. Because we've worked so hard to construct it, we cannot bear that it would be dissolved in an instant because it actually is nothing. Nothing based on nothing. Nothing from nothing is nothing. (laughs) Nothing at all has happened, but you, you have put yourself to sleep and dreamed a dream in which you are an alien to yourself and but a part of someone else's dream. The miracle does not awaken you, but merely shows you who the dreamer is. It teaches you there is a choice of dreams while you're still asleep. So there's a choice of dreams. We can dream the happy dream, be the happy learner, or we can have a nightmare. And to me, this is the bottom line. No matter what we choose, we're not punished. We're not punished. But the way that life works, we will learn from whatever we choose. And this is one of the clearest messages of the course. Jesus tells us you can learn through pain, and it's a very slow process, or you can learn through joy. And to me, learning through joy is remembering the truth instead of figuring it out. Just clear, direct, Insight, that's learning through joy, having ahas, having insights, it's remembrance. So we've all placed veils in our mind, obstructions in our mind that obscure the truth. When we're willing to let those obscurations go, let the veils go, let the false beliefs go, then the truth is right there where it's been all along and we can recognize it. We can remember it. In the, At the end of this paragraph, he says, Do you wish for dreams of healing or for dreams of death? A dream is like a memory in that it pictures what you wanted shown to you. It pictures what you wanted shown to you. I am responsible for what I see. I am responsible for what I see. It pictures what you wanted shown to you. So if you're looking at your life and it feels unpleasant, it feels nightmarish, it feels so, so difficult ask yourself why did I choose this? Since we're the dreamer of the dream, we can choose another dream. It's extraordinary how quickly dreams can change when we choose something different. The most challenging part is to give up our attachments to the story that we have made about ourselves and about life. Paragraph 5, he says, An empty storehouse with an open door Holds all your shreds of memories and dreams, an empty storehouse. So there's nothing to them. They're smoke and mirrors. Yet, if you are the dreamer, you perceive this much at least that you have caused the dream and can accept another dream as well. But for this change in content of the dream, it must be realized. That it is you who dreamed the dreaming that you do not like. It is but an effect that you have caused. And you would not be the cause of this effect. In dreams of murder and attack, are you the victim in a dying body slain? But in forgiving dreams is no one asked to be the victim and the sufferer. So that's the thing, is we can say, I'm a victim of this. But therein lies the nightmare insanity. Because we are the dreamers of the dream. We can only be a victim in nightmares. And we are the ones who make it into a nightmare. But we don't have to live in a nightmare. We don't have to perceive ourselves as victims. We can say, I've given everything on this street, in this room, in my body, all the meaning that it has for me. I do not know what anything is for, but everything works together for good and there are no exceptions. I am responsible for what I see and... For what I choose to feel. I am the one. There are happy dreams. There are the happy dreams the miracle exchanges for your own. Does not ask that you make another. Only that you see you made the one you would exchange for this. The world is causeless, as is every dream that anyone has dreamed within the world. No plans are possible, and no design exists that could be found and understood. What else could be expected from a thing that has no cause? Yet, if it has no cause, it has no purpose. You may cause a dream but never will you give it real effects. For what would cause its cause? And it is this you cannot do. The dreamer of a dream is not awake, but does not know he sleeps. He sees illusions of himself as sick or well, depressed or happy, but without a stable cause with guaranteed effects. The miracle establishes you dream a dream and that its content is not true. This is a crucial step in dealing with illusions. Willingness is all that's required in order for us to truly grok that it's an illusion. And as I've said many times, like Las Vegas, what happens in the dream stays in the dream. What happens in the illusion stays in the illusion. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Again, it is so challenging to accept this is a dream, this is an illusion, because we've put so much into it. To think it's all worthless, pointless, it's too much for us, way too much for us. It's so valuable, so important what he says here that the dreamer of a dream is not awake, but does not know he sleeps. He sees illusions of himself as sick or well, depressed or happy, but without a stable cause with guaranteed effects. So in this section, uh, again it's section 2 in chapter 28, reversing effect and cause. In our minds we're reversing effect and cause, that we're seeing the effects of our thoughts and thinking that the effects are A cause. So we're thinking that the effects of our thoughts are the cause of our issues. Here's an example. Let's say our thoughts are, I'm not good enough. Let's say our thoughts are, they don't like me. Let's say our thoughts are, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid, how could I be so stupid? Why am I so stupid? We're thinking these thoughts, and then we have an experience in the world where somebody tells us we're stupid. We have an experience in the world that we interpret as somebody rolling their eyes at us because we're stupid. Or we don't get the job because we're not good enough, because there's something wrong with us. We are thinking that what we're seeing on the screen of life, other people's treatment of us not getting the job or the promotion and these kinds of things are why we think we're not good enough. It's because she cheated on me that I think I'm a loser. It just doesn't work that way. We wouldn't interpret things in a negative way if we didn't already have that belief. Example. You feel good about, let's say you feel good about yourself. Some area that you feel really, really good about yourself. Your work your parenting your whatever and somebody randomly says geez you're a terrible parent or something like that but you know in your heart that you're a good parent you know in your heart that you are attractive you know in your heart that you are talented you know these things in your heart if somebody says something to you that's extremely negative you'll think gosh They got up on the wrong side of the bed. Oh my gosh, they're having a bad day. Oh my gosh, what a mean, vicious person. They must have had a difficult time and now they're taking it out on me. But we don't go crashing down because we don't have the belief that matches their insult. So what we do over and over and over again as ego identified spiritual beings is we reverse cause and effect that's what he's talking about here and so he says basically you can do that all day long but it's not going to it's not going to mean anything he says here in paragraph 6 If it has no cause, it has no purpose. So if it doesn't come from first cause, it doesn't come from spiritual alignment, it has no purpose. It's just the effects of our thinking, our beliefs. But it has no purpose, which means it doesn't really have any value. This is one of the core lessons. I was talking about this recently. I do not know what anything is for. Just because we ascribe meaning to things, we give meaning to things through our interpretation, does not mean that we're correct. In fact, it mostly means we're incorrect. That's why stepping back from things has been so helpful to me to be able to say, I don't know what anything is for. Good Lord. I I interpret things incorrectly all the time and I know it. So let me just be aware of that. Last week I was talking about when people let you down and many times uh, they they have not kept their agreements but many times it's also... That we're taking things personally that are not meant personally. That's our interpretation. And it makes us angry, hurt, sad, jealous. All these different painful emotions. But we are the dreamer of the dream. One of the things we can do to help ourselves in this dreaming of the dream is to start to pay attention to the dreams we have when we sleep to pay attention what's going on in those dreams to track them to write them down and to begin to really see the difference between dreams and truth another thing that we can do is when we're upset, when we're hurt when we're frightened by our view of things, our perspective remember pain is a wrong perspective, lesson 190 when that's what's happening for us I'm just looking out the window here and there is a big flock of turkeys I think there's like at least 15 of them, 16, goodness gracious, and they are making their way over to my house. Um, sorry. When we're upset, hurt, frightened, jealous, angry, we can check ourselves. Ah, I'm upset. Can I be aligned with the truth if I'm upset? The truth sets me free, so maybe what I'm thinking isn't true. And it's helpful, I have found it incredibly helpful to know that my feelings are the result of my thinking. So, my feelings are the effect, the cause is my thinking. And my feelings that effect are not eternal they're temporal they are temporary so that's the thing about the things in this world they are temporary when I wake up from the dream will it matter that I was so upset in the dream think about that when you have a nightmare in your sleep time and it's scary or you feel very sad in the dream, and things like that. You know it's a dream. Now, sometimes dreams do give us insight, intuition, information. And certainly, there's no question that in our dreams, we are working things out. And we are getting insight, information from that higher Holy Spirit self. I'm certain of that. So this is another reason why it's helpful to pay attention to dreams. But generally, if we feel upset in a dream, there, there might be a residue of carrying it into our waking life if we remember the dream. But generally, we don't take what happened in our sleep time dreams as being real. It's an illusion. We can learn to do the same thing with our waking experience. Start to step back from it and realize, I'm the dreamer of the dream. Why did I put this in my dream? Let me see if I can figure that out. Or let the Holy Spirit tell me so that I can see it correctly and stop taking it personally since I am the dreamer of the dream. Yes, it's a collective dream, and still, I am the one who interprets what I think I see. It's a projection. Yep, it's challenging, and it's so helpful to do this work. It is, it is. Hey, I want to mention before we go to the break, I have a free class coming up, Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt Patterns of Fear. And it's this week, so please consider signing up. It's totally free. JenniferHadley.com I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. I'm so glad you came back. Yes, indeed. And we're talking about waking from the nightmare. Yes, we're doing it together. <laughs> And one of the nightmare experiences many people have is lots of fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. And when there's a lot of shame and self-attack, there's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And that's why I have programs that specifically deal with fear if you'd like to find out what the events are, you can uh, go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com. But you can also text the word events to the number 53557. If you're someone who likes to do things on your phone, you I'll give you a couple of more things. You can text the word events to the number 53557. Uh, If you'd like my free forgiveness workshop, text the word FORGIVENESS to 53557. Text the word FORGIVENESS to 53557 to get my free How to Get Over It Forgiveness workshop. And then, this is all free stuff here. And text the word PRAYER to 53557. Text the word PRAYER. Same number every time, 53557, and get your daily, uh, you can sign up for my daily shot of Spiritual Espresso, you can even sign up for it, just one day a week, and uh, by the way, I'm still giving to this, um, uh, you, the podcast listener, the discount code for my Sacred Circle, So that's my weekly spiritual counseling program. Uh, And that discount code is 33SC. 33SC. So it's $55 a month, but you can sign up and uh, get get it for $33. So that's practically half off. 33SC. 33SC. So the fear... Classes I have that deal with fear that are coming up, Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt Patterns of Fear, and that's a free class coming right up, so register right away. Again, you can go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com and then the other thing is my Finding Freedom from Fear spiritual boot camp that's based on A Course in Miracles principles starts October 3rd. So if you'd really like to go deep, do that work, and set yourself up to end this year just with spectacular results, that is the way to go. My Finding Freedom from Fear spiritual boot camp that starts October 3rd. I won't be doing it again till. Uh, probably the spring be the next time the other thing is you may have been thinking about doing my year-long Masterful Living course I will open registration in uh, mid-November early mid-November and I will have a pre-sign-up list soon for you and uh, you'll there are lots of bonuses if you sign up early, so I encourage you to do that if you know you'd like to do my year long course, Masterful Living that starts January, and taking Finding Freedom Now is a great way to set yourself up for success in Masterful Living next year. Not necessary. Plenty of people take Masterful Living who haven't done. Finding Freedom from Fear, but they are a fantastic combo. In fact, many people take Finding Freedom while they're in Masterful Living, or they repeat it while they're in Masterful Living, because they find it that helpful. Many people have taken it five, six, seven many times, because they find it so helpful. And It's a beautiful way to connect with other spiritual students who are doing the same work. I know many people uh, feel really challenged because they don't have like-minded friends. And one of the things that often happens as a result of doing my Finding Freedom and Masterful Living programs is that, A, people realize, oh, I'd like to have a spiritual career either full-time or on the side, and then they're able to apply what they've done in these programs to my spiritual counseling certification, my prayer practitioner certification, and uh, getting opportunities to teach and uh, things like that in the ministry. So that's a powerful opportunity. But also, many people find that after they do some of these programs, they start to attract like-minded people locally to them. So when we don't have good, close spiritual friends, prayer partners, life does feel more like a nightmare. Absolutely. There is no question of that. When we have close, connected, intimate spiritual friends that we can be authentic with, that we can say what we really think and what we really feel without being judged or attacked or criticized or made to feel like we need to change, we're doing it wrong. When we feel that kind of acceptance from other spiritual friends and students, our whole life moves truly from nightmare to the happy learner in the happy dream it may not happen over the course of a weekend probably not and it may not happen over the course of one year but for me it happened over the course of a couple of years several years it took me about 3 years of doing some really concerted work and it's exactly the work that i discuss and share and teach the tips and tools in finding freedom, and in masterful living. So if you'd like to do what I did that completely changed my life and has worked so well for so many people, consider booking an exploratory call with one of my spiritual counselors who can answer any questions that you have. And you can do that easily by going to the Finding Freedom from Fear page at jenniferhadley.com. So uh, right now, you can get there from the homepage or the events page. You'll see promotions for it at jenniferhadley.com. Also, tons of free resources at com. All right. The miracle establishes you dream a dream and its content is not true. That's paragraph 7 of Chapter 28, Section 2. The miracle establishes you dream a dream and that its content is not true. So what is a miracle? Popular question, especially for New Course of Miracles folks. Jesus in the Course describes a miracle as when we change our thoughts from ego thoughts to God thoughts. When we make the choice to think thoughts that are actually true and we give up the ego thought that is false, we give up the false belief and we energize what is true, that's when the miracle is happening. So when we're upset, we're thinking thoughts that aren't true. I call that the divine alarm clock going off. Uh, It's when we are energizing something that's completely false. Our spiritual beingness, our Christedness, can't abide it. It's upsetting to us as spiritual beings. That's why we're never upset for the reason we think. We think we're upset because we can't find a parking spot. No, we're not upset because of that. We're upset because we think we're not loved. There's no place for us. We're upset because we think life is against us. We're upset because we think we are not good enough. We think it's because there's not a parking space. And if we can't park this car, we're going to be late. And then if we're late, we might get fired or we'll lose our place in line, or whatever it might be. No, we're never upset for the reason we think. We're upset because we're choosing to believe and think and energize and invest in unloving thoughts. That's why I say let's walk the talk and live the love, because then we can be the happy learners. And we can stand in our place as teachers of God. I've been teaching daily yoga classes online, uh, yoga and meditation for the folks in the ministry. And uh, one of the things I say all the time is that we're connecting to the golden chain of teachers who've gone before us, those who come after us. We're taking our place. As teachers of God, among the teachers of God, we're taking our place. Everyone is our teacher, of course, and the guru is within. The guru is within. So the miracle establishes you dream a dream and that its content is not true. So the miracle is when we choose to shift away from ego thinking to God thinking to truth. That's what sets us free because the pain, the suffering, the nightmare comes from believing things that aren't true. I've said it a number of times in this podcast. I'm prompted right now intuitively to say it again. I got this from Michael Beckwith. I don't know where he got it. Maybe he made it up. I never asked him. But uh, he would say, when you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see and you won't see what you do see. I'll say it again more slowly. When you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see And you won't see what you do see. Let's believe in love. Love is our healer because love is what we are. Again, the miracle establishes you dream a dream and that its content is not true. This is a crucial step in dealing with illusions. No one is afraid of them when he perceives he made them up. The fear was held in place because he did not see he was the author of the dream and not a figure in the dream. So we're the author of the dream, not the figure in the dream. We're the author. So I learned to ask myself, I wonder why I put this in my script. Hmm, what are the choices I made that brought me to this option in the script, to this experience in the script? Let me see, because I would like to undo all the consequences of whatever wrong decision I made, that brought me here. So I'm going to give that to the Holy Spirit to do. That's the prayer from the end of chapter five. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. And then later in the prayer, it says, The Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let Him. So if I allow Him, and that's what I'm doing now that I recognize, oh, I must have made a wrong decision because I'm not at peace, because I'm freaking out, because I feel like I'm living in a nightmare. I made a lot of wrong decisions that got me to this point. I don't know how to undo it, but I know who does. So I'm giving it to the Holy Spirit. But the thing that the Holy Spirit cannot do for us, we have to do for ourselves. is we have to be willing to Give up our attachment to our perspective, which is the meaning that we made of it. We can't get out of the nightmare without being willing to step away from our attachment to our perspective. If we are convinced that the effects are the cause, so in other words, if we are convinced that my life is ruined because they cheated me because they left me because they didn't love me if i'm convinced that that's why my life is ruined that the the feelings that i have are the cause of my upset that's insane if I'm thinking that what I'm experiencing is the cause of my upset, I'm looking in the wrong place. Because truly, what I'm experiencing is the effect of my choices and my decisions. So that's one of the major debacles in this world, is that we think that effects precede cause that I'm upset because of what he did or didn't do. But that's not why we're upset. We're upset because we put this in our script and we're interpreting it incorrectly. If we could step back and see through all directions of time and space, we could see how these things benefit us, right? If we can step back and see through all directions of time and space, we'll recognize that, oh, his leaving me, his having an affair was what I needed to liberate me from this un loving, not honoring, not beautiful relationship. This is what I needed in order to free myself from it. I knew this relationship was not honorable. I knew that I wasn't really feeling the love, but I wasn't willing to do something differently So now I'm in this nightmare. I had opportunities to make other choices. I didn't make them. So now I'm upset with myself, but I can't bear that because I already dislike myself. So more self-hatred, more self-condemnation, more self-attack, I cannot handle. So I'm going to take all of that that I'm mad at myself for, For letting him into my life, into my heart, into my body. Now I'm going to project all that anger at myself onto him. He's the one who's wrong and bad. But all he's doing is showing me my thinking that I'm willing to let someone into my life because I feel desperate, because I feel so alone. Why do I feel desperate? Why do I feel alone? It's always because of our beliefs. Now, even if we brought these beliefs in with us in this lifetime, why did we do that? So that they could be healed. Not just for us, but for everyone. Because as soon as we heal something, we turn around and start teaching it. And while we're healing it, we're teaching how it can be healed. Tremendous. Tremendous opportunity to be teachers of God so the worst things that have happened to me in my life the most difficult the most challenging things that have happened to me in my life I learned precious precious lessons from and I've forgiven myself for putting those things in my script for acting out the way I did for interpreting things in a way that was hurtful to me and painful to me. I've forgiven myself for all of that. And then, honestly, it's really very easy to forgive other people because they're just acting out the script that we gave them in some way. And as soon as we forgive ourselves, it's so easy to forgive other people. And this is why of Course in Miracles, Jesus is telling us over and over and over again, the way out of the nightmare is self-forgiveness. Forgiveness is the way. Self-forgiveness is harder than forgiving other people. But I find that forgiving other people, people don't really get there until they forgive their own participation in it. So that's why in my programs, we have a huge focus on forgiveness. In fact, we have something we call Forgiveness Fridays. And so people who are in Finding Freedom, in Masterful Living, on Fridays, we have these sessions where we do the forgiveness work together every Friday. Very, very powerful. And it does take willingness to share how we feel And the only way that people can do that is they feel really safe because we're all doing it together. We're doing it together. So we can honor each other by listening deeply to what somebody else feels ashamed about, feels hurt about. And hurt and shame frequently go together. And they are so debilitating hurt, and shame. And so for me, one of the goals of my life is to help as many people as possible move out of the shame, move out of the hurt, so then they can help others do exactly the same. And more and more people helping others to move out of the shame, out of the hurt, out of the self-hatred, out of the confusion and feeling lost, out of the nightmare. It truly is what I do. It's my joy. It's my great honor and my great privilege. And I'm so grateful that I did the work I needed to do to be able to help others. And it is absolutely my complete joy to help others do the same thing. So if you're ready to to get on that path, maybe you already are, but if you'd like some more steps on it, come join me in my Finding Freedom from Fear Boot Camp. It's amazing how much fun we can have and what a relief it is to finally begin doing the deep work And to move out of just talking about it and thinking about it to actually doing it. Now, I'd like to give you another tool here when you're feeling like life is a nightmare. Of course, if that's how we feel, we are thinking that we are victims. And life is happening to us. And as I've said before, we can either be the victim of life of right? Course Miracles tells us, I am not a victim of the world I see. But many times we feel that we are because we're thinking that we are. Because we do not wish to accept our magnificence and the power of God as being the truth of our life. So we're rejecting that in order to be a victim. In order to feel that life is happening to us instead of by us. And for us. And so, one of the ways to interrupt that pattern of negativity is to say, Is what I'm thinking true for everyone? Is what I'm thinking true for everyone? Is it true for Jennifer? Is it true for Jesus? Is it true for everyone? Think of the spiritual teachers that you know are genuinely happy. Is it true for them? Because if it's not true for everyone, it's not true. It's an interpretation. And we can let go of that. I'm never upset for the reason I think. All causes of upset are based in faulty thinking, believing A lie as though it were the truth. We're never upset for the reason we think. Okay, I am just saying a final reminder. Seven simple steps to interrupt patterns of fear. Free classes coming right up. Register now at jenniferhadley.com. Huge thank you to everyone who has so kindly, generously donated to support these offerings thank you thank you thank you and thank you to those who write reviews let's say a prayer here with our hand on our heart we are grateful and thankful that we can move out of the nightmare into the happy dream we are giving the heavy lifting to the holy spirit and we're choosing to live a life of love in gratitude we share the benefits with our brothers and sisters because we are eternally united with them We give thanks, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.